Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes I feel stuck. And when you feel stuck, sometimes that holds you in a position that is really uncomfortable. Life is meant to be in constant motion. And whenever we feel stuck, it's that icky feeling that makes us feel as though something horrible is about to happen or something horrible is already happening. Motherhood is beautiful, but sometimes we can feel stuck. We can fail to recognize who we are. Sometimes when we combine that with business, we can lose the identity of who we are. That stuckness, that loss, that pain can be a block to our authentic self, to living the life we desire and deserve, and can lead to a decline in our well-being. And that's the reason why in the Wellbeing for Mothers show, we explore the truths about motherhood, the journey that we take every day, our roles, and how we, in our different days and activities, can improve our well-being with simple things that we can incorporate into our lives. I am Dr. Duni, the mom empowerment coach, family doctor, international speaker, well-being coach, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. And I'm here to speak to you about this amazing topic that many people have been telling me a lot about since they listened to the last episode. It's talking about the well-being pillars for mothers in business. So if you're a mompreneur, I want you to grab your favorite drink, sit down, grab your journal and your pen, and take notes as we go through this episode of the Wellbeing for Mothers show. But even if maybe you're commuting, you're driving, you're having your workout, or perhaps you are doing something else that is not going to permit you to sit down and have a listen, you can always come back and have a listen, download this episode and listen to it over and over again, because you get new insights when you listen to something more than once. Today, we're going to talk about how in our journey as mothers in business or as mompreneurs, we can actually get quite stuck. We can lose the identity that, of who we really are and start to identify ourselves as other things, which can be quite detrimental to our well-being of mind, body, soul, and spirit. I remember when I started my journey as an entrepreneur. Now, this is something I wasn't very familiar with, and there was lots of trial and error. And I think that's one thing I really love about being an entrepreneur, because you do a lot of trial and error. Um, You try this, it doesn't work. Oh, okay, try another one. (laughs) And sometimes um, that can be a bit of a challenge, especially if you have been trained in the professional Um, capacity or perhaps in a more regimented um, environment. We have this framework, this syllabus, this curriculum as medical professionals, whereby this is what happens. This is the guideline. You are not particularly at liberty to pick and change and be innovative like you want to. You are more inclined to follow the guidelines and the 
evidence-based facts, which is fabulous. But as an entrepreneur, the shift was a bit of a challenge for me. So I found myself really being stuck. So if you're a professional, maybe you're a medical doctor like me, or you're uh, an accountant, or perhaps you're a lawyer, you might also find this as a bit of a challenge as well. And if you perhaps are hearing this and saying, hmm, I feel like that sometimes, I've got you. One of the things that really helped me when I felt that sticky sensation, that stuckness, that thing that kind of hampered my creativity and my ability to be innovative, where the use of the pillars that I've been describing, and I'm going to describe in more detail today. So one very useful pillars, pillar that was very used, good in shifting me from stuckness was that amazing pillar of movement. Now, when I look at buildings, especially the old buildings, those ones that have got some elements of Greek or Roman um, input, you see those big, strong pillars that have got like ribs in them. It's beautiful to behold. And when I look at how strong they look, they hold these big, tall buildings. These well-being pillars are very useful in holding our mind in a space of upliftment, our souls in a place of enlightenment, our bodies in a place of energetic energy, and also our spirits so that we feel well in ourselves. So what that pillar of movement does for you is phenomenal. So imagine you're stuck. How many of you did this game? Maybe you had this game when you were younger. I did. It was called Stuck in the Mud. And um, we had a group of us and we're all singing this song about being stuck in the mud. And maybe there'll be somebody who get, pretends to be stuck in the mud and you're trying to get the person unstuck. What are the things that help you when you're stuck in a muddy situation? It is movement, movement, especially movement in the right direction. So the movement I'm going to be sharing with you is the movement you can actually put into practice even when you don't feel like that you are in the mood for movement. Movement comes in form of exercise. Exercise, of course, can be you going to a gym. Now, I have nothing against gyms. If you are a person who loves to go to the gym, by all means do. I personally have never been to a gym. <laughs> so um, it's not something I do because, of course, um, with everything I was doing, being a single mother and um, all the commitments, going to a gym and all and the things that were involved in it was not something I could actually fit into my schedule. So my movement was done at home with my children for a few minutes every day. <laughs> so you don't have to have go to a gym, but if you want to, by all means do. You might want to also have a personal trainer. I didn't have a personal trainer. And sometimes even my personal trainer was someone perhaps on the other side of the screen as I was doing a workout or doing a Zumba dance or perhaps doing um, some training exercise. So it was mainly virtual. 
and it was also interactive as well. So this wasn't having a physical trainer. So whichever it is that works for you, we're just talking about that movement. Movement could vary from walking to jogging to running. It could also include you dancing. Now, when you bring in the element of movement in form of dance, that is so, so powerful because not only do you move your body, you are also engaging the element of your soul, the part of your being that is your soul by tapping into the music that is being played. Whenever you have music or a rhythm or a tone and you're dancing to it, that engages your soul and it also lifts it up. And that's why dance is not just a physical movement. It's a lot more than that. That is one of the first things I recommend when you're feeling really stuck. If you're stuck, you're down, you're knocked out, you feel like you can't do anything, that is the time for you to tap into the movement in form of dance. Now, if perhaps you are someone who loves nature, you love these lovely environments, you can go for a walk. A walk is very useful in the sense that you go out, you breathe in fresh air, you're able to let off any steam, and all these things really help you. So that movement keeps the blood pumping so that the blood flow to your brain can help you to reason out ways to sort out a problem or a challenge or a difficulty that you're experiencing in your business or at home or in your relationships. So rather than having your panic um, center or your um, primitive brain going into survival mode, making you feel more stressed or overwhelmed, moving out, taking that fresh air, having that walk can calm you down and allow you to have better processing power and processing abilities. Another good thing about movements is that it also helps you to be grounded. Now, I'm going to talk about, especially about weight-bearing movements, weight-bearing exercises like walking, running, jogging, things that require you to exert some contact between you and the floor. As we get older as women, and of course, I know there are some of my listeners that are not women, so that's fine. But I'm going to speak about women because this is for mothers, really. As we get older as women, you would notice that there are certain changes in your body. It becomes more apparent when you are getting towards uh, your 40s, um, maybe 50s for some, or even earlier for others where your periods are not as frequent and then it gets to a point where you get perimenopausal and then menopausal. What happens then is that your hormones have changed in their um, capacity, in their composition, in terms of the quantity that is made available. And as a result of that, the impacts on your connected tissues can be quite profound. Now, of course, if you haven't got as much circulating estrogen as you used to have in your reproductive years, 
the impact on your bones is that of the manifestation of things like osteoporosis. That's the way there was the weakening of your bones. And what happens then is you have easy um, break in the bone as a result of the weakness within the bone. And you don't want that to happen. So yes, of course, we advocate that you eat okay, make sure that your calcium, your vitamin D levels are great. However, another thing that is very useful in strengthening the bones and the connective tissues is weight-bearing exercises. So can you see how important it is for us as mothers, for us as women, to exercise, to move, to to engage in weight-bearing exercises. Now, of course, at some point, we'll talk about bringing someone to talk about the importance of weights, weight training. And we can, of course, explore ways by which you can improve the strength of your muscles and what impact that has on you. So these are things to consider. It doesn't have to be long long at all. I tend to use about five, 10, sometimes 15 minutes at a particular time to exercise. So you might say, oh my goodness, I've got my children. They are so young. Um, I can't really engage them. I have a breastfeeding child. I'm breastfeeding. These things happen. And that should not be an excuse for you not to do what is important for you to do. So even while you're sat down breastfeeding your child, you can do some simple movements with your legs. That in itself is exercise, okay? If you've got a toddler, uh, especially if you've got the kind of toddlers that are constantly, mommy, I want this. Um, My daughter was an amazing toddler. She was very demanding. Um, She knew her rights. She knew how to get her way and she would not stop until she got it. So um, I had this particular thing that she enjoyed listening to. It was a music um, uh, video. And I had to learn the lyrics of the song in the video because she enjoyed it. And so when I was pushing her in the push chair and I was singing, she would keep quiet and be smiling and be laughing around. And the moment I stopped, she would scream and shout and kick and Of course, at that point, I'll start singing again. (laughs) But something I soon discovered was I needed to engage her. Yes, it's it's. I I wouldn't want my child to cry, but there are some times that you need to engage the child and say, "Okay, let's have this discussion. Looks like you really like this thing. Why don't we sing it together and dance together?" Because one, it's stress relief for you. Two, they are getting to move and have fun themselves. So they may not be able to dance to the rhythm. But that movement is great. So put on the music, get out your dancing shoes if you've got them, and move around with your toddler. You can dance with them if they're too tired to dance. You can carry them in your arms if you can still carry them and move around and dance with them. Or they can dance on their own and you're also dancing with them. So these are fun ways. Now, if you've got older children, some might be very keen to dance and might be able to show you a few moves that are more trendy. Maybe when you have the older teenage um, children, they might not be very keen on dancing. Of course, you can still tailor 
the movements that you have um, to suit their age. That is how you create your own home gym for your physical body, which of course has an impact on your soul as well. Now, the second pillar I'd like to talk about is my one of my favorites, I would say, because I've got so many amazing pillars, but this particular one is one of my favorites. I remember when I was in high school, I um, one day we went on assembly and there was an announcement that there were certain people that were going to be selected as the prefects of the school. Now, I was in that particular year group and I wasn't particularly sure what that entailed. So when they brought out the list of names, my name happened to be there. And I was happy. I was excited. I mean, being a prefect, that's good. But then afterwards, after, after a few weeks, we were then told what kind of prefects we would be. So we had those who were going to be the head boy and the head girl. And by the time they told me the prefect I was going to be, I was going to be, drum roll, a library prefect. Woo! My goodness, do you know I was overjoyed because I love books. I love reading books. Well, I love writing books. And it's just been, the library has just been a place where I find safety and surfer. So when I go to a new place, I try to look for, there are a few things I look for. I look for the church. I look for the library. <laughs> and maybe I look for the shopping mall. Mm, depends especially if they've got good food. So I always look for somewhere that has got good food, but definitely library was always one of them. And so books have always been something very dear to my heart. And the way by which you feed your mind, the way by which you exercise the muscle of your mind is by reading books. Mothers, we are leaders. Mothers, we need to be readers. So if perhaps you're not reading already, don't worry. You can learn how to read effectively. Now, this is not you picking up a book and reading a 500-page book. Now, some mothers have time for that. Awesome. But you might not have time. There are ways by which you can read and find it easy to Pick up on the key points, the salient points in your discussion, in your um, reading experience. And that's one reason why in the club, we have the book club. Every month, if you're not aware, we have a book club where we talk about a book. We bring out the salient points how relevant it is to motherhood, our journey, our well-being, and how we can utilize the gems that have been shared in that book. Last month, we had this amazing book talking about clarity. It was the book titled The Path Made Clear by Oprah Winfrey. And that was just an amazing book. And we've also talked about other books like Grits by Angela Duckworth and some other amazing books as well. So if that is something that appeals to you, can go down into the link that I'll put below, www.drduni.club, and join us there so that you'll be a part of the, the club, get access to the book clubs and all the other recordings from past book clubs as well. 
Now, another very important thing for us to think about is there are different ways to read and feed our minds. When you read books, you can either pick up the text, hardcover, and read, or you could pick up an ebook as a PDF download or use an e-reader to read on your tablet or your device or your phone. Another way that you can read books is to listen to books. Now, this one I love the most because you can do it while you're driving, you're working out, you're walking down the road, you are cleaning the house. Whatever it is you're doing, you can listen as you are doing those things. I do that quite a lot. So if you're already probably thinking, oh, goodness, I've got like five, ten books by my bedstand and I've not really gotten around to reading them. Well, there is a way you can listen to them as well. Now, I've got this um, thing whereby uh, some moms will tell me, oh, I don't have time to read or listen to a book that is two hours, four hours, eight hours long. Is there a way to just get those key points? That's absolutely okay. Because I've got this access to a site, which has been very useful. And this Blinkist, it summarizes the books in bite size. So if you're the kind of person who likes to read text, it's summarized as a text with the key points. And if you're the person that likes to listen to audio, it can also be available for you as a five to 10 minute listening or maybe 20 minutes sometimes of the whole book picking out the key points in the book in audio format isn't that fantastic life has been made easy gone are the days where we had needed to have a scroll and a and a feather with ink now we have got the means by which we could feed our minds we could educate ourselves we could learn more because as we feed our minds, as we learn more, we're able to do more. We're able to be more. I am who I am today because of the number of books I have read and how I have applied them. Another good thing is when you read the books and you interact with people as well, people who have read the books. And that's the reason why something like a book club is very important because you read a book Another person reads a book. They have a perspective to the book. You also have a perspective to the book. And you all come together and you say, oh, let's brainstorm. How can we use this information? Because it is said, knowledge is power. But I beg to differ. Knowledge is potential power. It becomes power when you implement it. You gather the knowledge when you read, when you listen, and when you probably hear people talk about the books. What is so important is when you take action on what you have learned from the book. So as a mother, you are building your business, you are taking care of your children, you're maybe still working in some corporate job. What is that thing that is going to fill your cup, that is going to enhance your well-being? Today, we have talked about two additional pillars, movement, which has a few ranges, and you can pick anyone you want at any time for whatever duration involving any group of people, your children, your loved ones, your partner, your co-worker, often by yourself. And the second one is feeding your mind through reading. 
which of course I've explained how you can utilize it in whatever format suits your lifestyle and suits you best. I hope this has served you today. I want you to please go ahead and listen to this again, because there are some key points that when you listen the first time, you may not have gotten, but the second time we're hearing it again, it starts to stick. And I'd love you to please tell me what your main takeaway was. It's very good when you engage and have that discussion. So connect with me on social media. We'll put all the links down below. You'll be able to reach out to me and tell me what the main takeaway was for you. Also subscribe so you don't miss out on any further episodes that is released for this show. And share. Remember, sharing is caring. You can share this this amazing way of building your well-being as a mother with other mothers as well. Because the more we grow together, the more we know, the more we enhance our experience in our motherhood journey. I am Dr. Duny, your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Until next time, I ask that you stay well and please stay tuned and let me know your thoughts. So please leave a review and I'd love to hear what you think about this experience today. Thank you.